and we're back again. Honestly, it feels like a while since we last podcast. Even I, I, I think, think it's it only really been a week. Has. I'm not it's only lie. been a week, but if for some reason it feels it's longer. It's only been a week. Last Monday, I think Holy it Toledo, was our last man. one. Which I guess it's over a week. Doesn't feel like it. Still, last week we did podcast. <clears throat> um, but we're back talking hockey. We're back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> As you can tell, Whitmer's live and well. Yes, I am. It's a Friday, so yep. get ready for that weekend. Uh, we'll obviously go over <clears throat> that Flyers game last night against the <clears throat> Penguins. That was kind of reminiscent of a previous game. We'll get on that. Uh, some league-wide stuff here and there. Uh, Seabrook announced he ret- uh, his retirement today. New coaching hire also happened today. Um, obviously, Jeff has his stat head, and uh, yep. we move on to the O's, the only O, and the Ottawa Senators in our deep dive. Which also marks the anniversary of a very yes. infamous brawl with those Ottawa Senators and our Philadelphia Flyers. Mm-hmm. Which you think that te- those two teams had a brawl? Yeah. Like, so, when you think of the when you look at the league now and how the divisions are aligned, yeah, we still play them a good amount, but it's like, that's the one team we have a brawl up against. Like, yeah, you right. Think, well, you yeah, you Penguin, just wouldn't think of it. You think like Penguins, <coughs> Rangers, you know, Devils, that stuff, like Islanders, like, oh, teams yeah. in their division. Yeah, right. But then, but like, then you go past it. It's like, oh, wait, there's Boston too. It's like, okay, yeah. This is, this is like, okay, Buffalo? Yeah. I feel like you'd almost think Buffalo before Ottawa. <clears throat> yeah. Because you have a tiny bit of history with Buffalo. You have 2007, uh, 2011 Cup, uh, Stanley yeah. Cup playoffs, first round, the 75-cup finals. And if you're, if I'm being completely honest, it's because Ottawa, to me, is one of those teams I kind of forget about. Even today, when you were talking earlier, yeah. I may have said we're on the Flyers and completely forgot. <laughs> In between the Rangers and the P's, there's an O, and that would be the Ottawa, the, that that be the Senators. So it's very fitting. Oh, Ottawa. <laughs> yeah, I also have a story too, but I'm going to save that for. I'm, I'm curious about, about the story. I, I'm very interested, but let, let's let's uh, do a roundup, uh, rounds uh, you know throughout the league. Um, I want to talk about this first, actually, because I think it's the most interesting. Uh, the Sabres GM Kevin Adams says Jack Eichel has not requested a trade as they communicate regularly, which is, you know, sure. Sure, sure there, Kev. Let's go with that. Yeah. Um, he also went on to say about uh, the trade market. I'm waking up, I'm waking up uh, every day to looking for solutions. I'm on the phone every with every team. I think what's interesting with all the protocols and quarantine, it's going to be a challenging year. Teams clearly know where we're at. Um, so yeah, so, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, he's saying he, he's made a statement. He's clearly, you know, he's, uh, he started the press conference earlier today with not, he's not happy and is unacceptable where they're at right now, which makes sense. You would think for any ordinary uh, GM. Dude, your team hasn't been anything. You, You haven't even been able to. And then we've talked about this when we t- talked about their deep dives. So yeah. I guess two months now, <clears throat> two plus months ago, well, when we talked ago. about the Sabres. Um, but it's like you and even the Oilers, but at least 
Because I can I only the put Oilers those two together. Have been able to be tolerable compared to the Sabers. They've had glimpses, but they also had the best player and maybe the fifth best player. You can argue, yeah. maybe top seven. And I mean, Leon yeah, you know, you easily can't for Trisaitl. I mean, you got then Jack, you also Eichel, have Jack Eichel there, yeah, and now Taylor, Taylor Hall, Hall and Skinner, who's playing on the fourth <clears> line. <throat> I don't know what I don't. What makes you think this isn't working? You mean Taylor Hall is away from Eichel at times? It's so confusing to me Jeff why you're Skinner's not on the fourth line. Yeah, I, I have no idea why your team, you know, isn't good. It's yeah. so weird. Very weird. It's uh, it's unpredictable. It's, it's almost weird that. Skin, it's almost like Eichel didn't actually demand a trade, but pretty much said before the season started in the past offseason, if not that little gap in between the pause, that if they don't change things, he wants out. Because in his, it's been five years. The 2015 draft was five years ago. <laughs> Which is hard over, to believe. Over five years ago this year. Six, coming 20, up on six. Yeah. And okay. you, yeah. he's never been to the playoffs once. No, even McDavid has for Edmonton. Yeah, and that's and that's a not lot. even counting. That's not even counting last year where it was just because it was extended. Exactly, it was earlier in his career when he got into the playoffs, yeah. and, and they made it to the second round. Mm-hmm. And they, that's they, another team they where it's lost they, a heartbreaking loss to the freaking Anaheim yeah. Ducks. Who, and the reason why I yeah. think we both put those two teams together is also because they went one two, and also both teams aren't really doing much in terms of no. developing around them. No. The two, maybe the best players out of that draft, you can't build around them, really. <laughs> it's, yeah. Oh, and by the way, um, they're centers. That's yeah. the easiest position to build a, a freaking team around. Mm-hmm. McDavid. All right, l- let me ask you this. Connor McDavid is clearly a generational talent. Yes, how, how do you deem Jack Eichel? I, I think he's extremely good. I don't think he's generational talent good, but he's still very, very good. What I'll are your say, thoughts on that? Even though he's a winger, I almost put it similar to because no one ever puts Ovechkin in this list, but everyone threw it to Crosby and Ovechkin was around the same time. Yeah. It seems like he's gonna have that issue. Not that anyone's gonna want to strip the cap captaincy from him because he is easily their best player. Right. And exactly. Yeah. And there's two games. No, result- and, and by the way, uh, Eichel is a center. He is, yeah. Yeah. And Again, so it's, and it's you actually gave him, around him. Uh, I'll give you credit. You did give him wingers to play with, but you're not yeah. playing. Uh, you're not having to play with them. Yeah, for uh, Kevin Adams, you know, and uh, while we talk more about this, I'll bring up his, his history for what he's done with the Buffalo. I, I think he just got there. I think. No, I know, but like, is. still, again, in the little bit that he's yeah. actually been there. Um, all right, signing date. Yeah, he got there um, June 16th of 2020. He signs, I mean, a lot of these guys, he re-signed a deals. <clears throat> ah, you know, so. That's the funniest thing ever. Oh, wait, sorry, wrong person. <laughs> yeah, he, he hasn't uh, signing. He, uh, again, he hasn't done much. So He hasn't really um, had much time to. But. Yeah, he, he traded Mark Johnson for Eric Stahl. Yeah, so he yeah. really hasn't been there long at all. He's been there, I think, for a year, if that. It will be in the summer, June 16th, was when he was hired. Eight months, 17 days Yikes. to be exact. Thank you, wow. Cap Friendly. So, anyway. But he's been with the Sabres since 
2011. He was an assistant coach. That's right. Uh, but either way, though, it's not, even have, like you do, it's not even like you don't have any talent either on at least coming no, up for Buffalo because you have they, Dylan Cousins, you have um, Jack Quinn, who they drafted in the first round uh, with their second pick, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Casey Middlestat. You also have Middlestat's him. good. Mm-hmm. But you keep having him dump a twin taxi squad coming in. Yep, which is not a smart move. No, not um, in my opinion. They they have an upcoming defenseman by the name of Sam Mateus Reinhardt's Samuelson. okay. He's you know I thought yeah, Kyle Reinhardt, Ogposa, Reinhardt's pretty good. I thought Ogposa would have retired at this point, but he's still playing. You would think. De- you haven't done anything with your defense. Your defense is still you know no. bad. Uh, you, they, you got they do have, you know kind of yeah. Dalian's obviously a big one. Um, they do have a guy by the name of Mateus Samuelson. Mm-hmm. Um, he I, I'm a little bit biased. Uh, my my one. Uh, friend Allie, who works for the Flyers, that's her brother, Mateus, and uh, their their dad is Ulf Samuelson. Um, so the the history, in the family, hockey clearly runs in their in their family history. But uh, Mateus is a big defenseman for the Sabers. He's an upcoming upcoming prospect. Um, so he's, I think, someone to you know actually look out for again, size wise, but also. Um, Right now, in the Rochester, with the Rochester Americans, he's four points in eight games. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on for a defenseman. Um, going through their list, I don't know enough of these names that really could make an impact. And I don't know how they've been really drafting that well. I mean, Darlene, you get the first overall pick, that's obvious. You know, Jack Quinn is one of the only other names I know out there. But other than that, I don't know a whole lot about the prospects. And I think they could do better. And goaltending too. Your goalies aren't great. They're okay. You have a, yeah. they have a lot to deal with. And yeah, they're just a yeah. rebuild. They're a rebuilding team that extreme rebuild. That right now, granted, Eichel isn't making e- making it easy on them to you know continue it. But when you're in your sixth year, essentially, you you gotta expect something. I and agree. Team. Every year is on his back. The beginning half of the season, oh, they're on fire. Then you crumble for the rest of the year. And this year, they didn't even get to the part where they're on fire. They just crumbled mm-hmm. from the beginning. Uh, all right, we, so, there was even one moment in <clears throat> the Flyers-Sabers series, which yeah. makes me really think, because you and I were talking a lot in that series, especially in Eichel and Skinner. I think yep. both of them will probably be gone. Um, Skinner, I think, is harder to try to kind of trade away just because of his contract. Both contracts are high, but Eichel will be easier. But to at least for Eichel, it, it's worth it's that Eichel. price. Yeah, he is. Uh, and Skinner, he can easily go back to what he was. If you yeah, play yeah, him right, I, I, yeah, if you play him right, I think he is actually you can be that can mm-hmm. be worth that money that he was paid. No, right now, obviously not. But if Given the correct opportunity and actually playing with players who if can actually stayed, help him out. Let's and just put it this way. If he stayed him, in Carolina, possible. let's say, he would be on fire right now. You could oh, argue. yeah. With, with, with that team in Carolina, honestly, if I'm Carolina, if they have the cap and obviously Buffalo's got to eat at least half of that, I would consider if I'm Bring him back. Don Modell, I would, I would consider bringing him back again. If mm-hmm. the Buffalo Sabres eat – 50% or more of that contract. Yeah. So uh, let's switch gears though. So that's, you know, obviously the news out of Buffalo. Let's, uh, I'll quickly go over the stat head. Yesterday's top performers, 
Uh, Dylan Dubé for Calgary and Chris Kreider both had a hat trick. A lot of two-goal game performances. Uh, we'll go start with this one. Aaron Eckblad, four points, two goals, two assists, just under 25 minutes. Uh, Captain Claude Drew, uh, two goals and assists, uh, three points in the Flyers' come-from-behind victory. Claude Drew got the go-ahead and uh, uh, game winner, uh, game-winning goal. Um, Matt Martin somehow had two goals. Um, Paul Stasny got two goals. Philip Forsberg goal and two assists. And Philip Zadina had two goals for Detroit. Uh, Igor Shesterkin held the night in net, 32 saves on 33 shots, 0.970 save percentage. Thatcher Demko, 0.969 save percentage, 31 saves, 32 shots. Andre Vasilevsky, 0.946 save percentage, 35 saves, 37 shots. Uh, yesterday's scores, Carolina topping Detroit 5-2, like mentioned, Zadina getting two goals. For Detroit, uh, Svechnikov, Marty Natchez, uh, Jordan Stahl, Nino Niederreiter, Jester Foss for uh, Carolina. <clears throat> Calgary destroying, and I mean destroying Ottawa, 7-3. Um, Dubé, I mean, he had a hat-trick, so, so that helped. Sean Monahan, Levo, Richie, and uh, Derek Ryan goals for them. Josh Norris uh, getting a yet – or I'm sorry, he's saying Josh Norris. Uh, Norris for Ottawa, his fifth of the year for them. Ryan Dezingle. And Anisimov got a goal each. Tampa uh, taking care of business in overtime against Chicago, 3-2. to two. Looks like Alex Kalorn got the game-winning goal in overtime. Uh, Steven Sam got himself a highlight real goal. Uh, nice, beautiful toe drag around Patrick Gain- Kane, excuse me, and uh, sniping it past uh, the Blackhawks netminder. Uh, Alex Dabrinka, he got his 12th of the year. Columbus, 10-10-5 now uh, after their victory against Detroit. Um, Boone Jenner, Oliver Borchand, and Robinson for the Jackets uh, all scored. Mira Heiskanen and Robertson scored for Dallas. Uh, that was Heiskanen's first of the year, by the way. So he's on a bit of a slump this year so far. Uh, Winnipeg topping Montreal in overtime. Pierre-Luc Dubois is now up to five goals on the year. Uh, Paul Stasny got two in the game. Uh, Gallagher, Toffoli, and Perry each got a goal. The Rangers dominating New Jersey six to one. Uh, New York is only nine nine and three right now. Lafreniere got his fourth of the year. Uh, Chris Kreider got a hatch because that helps. Jack Hughes got his fifth and of the year, and that was the lone goal for the Devils. The Predators losing to Florida, who and uh, Florida uh, they won five to four. They're fourteen uh, four and four. Carter Verhage, Aaron Ekblad, uh, who scored two, Huberdeau and Marchman all scored for the. Um, the uh, Panthers, excuse me, Mateus Ekholm, our guy to watch out for over the next few weeks, his fourth of the year. Um, him, Phil Forsberg, Colton Sissons, Ryan Johansson, all scoring. I guess Johansson uh, is back from the COVID list, which is good to, say, to see for him. Uh, the Islanders topping Buffalo. Buffalo now drops to 6-12-3. Taylor Hall and Rasmus versus Lightning scoring. Uh, check this out. Hey, Mike, you know when um, the Islanders, uh, they, they actually play a young guy? It actually benefits them. Guess who scored for them? Noah Dobson, his second of the uh, year. I was going to say, and Oliver Wallstrom, I think, is. Uh, and and Oliver Wallstrom too. has been on a point streak. I guess that ended last night, but he's been on a tear. So it helps when you play your young talent. It's weird. So keep that in mind. Uh, yeah, it's like, yo, who would think? Pavillier uh, and Everly each scoring. That's only Pavillier's second of the year. Uh, Vancouver 3 1 against Toronto. Pierre Engvall is second of the year. Uh, the lone goal for the Maple Leafs. Horvat is uh, got the third oh. goal, and Jake Bertanen got two of three. I said yeah. Bo. Oh, yeah. 
Sorry, I thought you said oh. I was like, yeah. Uh, no, I said but oh. oh, yeah. Oh is right because uh, oh my, what a comeback! We got the Flyers topping Pittsburgh four to three in regulation, mind you, after being down oh uh, th- three nothing, um, including Mark Freeman, the former Flyer. His first career NHL goal was the second goal uh, of the game for the Penguins. Uh, Couturier, Claude Giroux, who got two, including the game winner, and Scott Law, and all getting goals. Um, that long yeah. goal coming off of a Drew shot that hit yes. his jersey, but Drew had a solid game, three points. That he game. did all around solid game, three point game for G. Captain Clutch uh, coming, uh, you know, come through uh, yet again. Up in that game. Yeah, no, it, it was a very obviously rough, rough start, but after that, things settled down. We'll get to that. We'll get to the game. Oh, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. So that's uh, you know today's stat head though. Yes, it is. Um, and we got news out of Chicago today, which came out earlier today. Um, Brett Seabrook, which I don't think is really a surprise if you're someone that's been following hockey or the Blackhawks or anything since he's been hurt and he had surgery and all this. He has retired, which, as I just said, isn't really a surprise any to very much anyone. But if you're not someone who follows hockey but listens to our podcast, Brent Seabrook the one of their star defensemen of the Blackhawks runs during their many runs in the 2010s and teens, uh, except for 2010. I don't know who won that one. Um, he was, a it, big, it's still up in the air. It's, yeah. it's undecided. He was a big part in their cup runs mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he'll be greatly missed, but even if he was still playing, he wasn't what he used to be. No, unfortunately not. Again, injuries did catch up to him. Obviously, wish him all the best. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the second time someone from that Cups running team has gone and kind of retired. Yeah. Actually, Due to injury. Crawford retired or not. I think he was just stepping away. No, and, he. I thought he retired. Maybe maybe not. I, 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 uh, he must, yeah, I think he did retire. I thought he was stepping away. Uh, yeah. Retired or something like that. You yeah, know, that's what it was. I think he, he was stepping away for a bit, but then, like you said, retired. Yeah. Um, Which, again. Keep in mind, though, for Brent Seabrook, uh, he has three more seasons on his contract at 6.875 mm-hmm. mil AAV. Which of course which, can be applied to the longer term injury reserve. Chicago when is no is Chicago knows what this is like. If you remember Marion Hosa, his contract, which is still I think it's in his last year before it finally ends. Is I'm Arizona. pretty sure that is with Arizona. Yeah, it's with Arizona, but they made the many trades with Arizona to trade the send out contracts and all that during those runs. Patrick Sharp was one of them. Hosa was one, yeah. and even not the Blackhawks, but it is something that does happen where people do yeah. trade the contracts away just because cap reasons it helps. When was the last time a team did that? I feel like it's last year a with little more. Games. Well, there you go. Never Clarks, mind. I with uh, Clarkson. Remember mm, they, I thought it was like two years ago. I don't know. I just remember they brought on like they at least brought them. No, last year was when it ended, I think. Yeah, it was, but they brought those guys in. Right. Even though they were already up to the cap, yeah. that at least gives you some relief on Yeah, cap. Chicago, they're hurting right now. They have Jonathan Tease, Andrew Shogs, Zach Smith, Kirby Duckenhaux, Nylander, all on long-term IR. Um, obviously, you know, Seabrook, he was already on there. Same with Kirby Duck and Nylander. Yeah, but, you know, regardless, though, he's obviously no longer um, playing, but – 
again, <laughs> that, that, you know, so he, he's just got, so here's my thing is, uh, I know Chicago doesn't get a full relief of a 6.875 mil, whatever it was, um, cap it. I think it's like, there's some kind of cap. It's still, if I'm not mistaken, like it just, it helps eat the cap. That way it's not as much, but I don't think it eats all of it. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. I forget how exactly it works. Yeah. Uh, we've had a, dis- I think we've like- had a previous discussion on this where how just, I think we just at, talked about just that role in general and if it should be Probably. applied or not. We've definitely had that conversation before in a previous con- yeah. uh, podcast because that's mm-hmm. always something that's been. Um, something else I forgot to mention really quickly, just injury wise. Um, Predators wise, Ryan Ellis is out um, four to six weeks. Luke Coonan out two to four weeks. Ronnie Hunt Johansson mm-hmm. was on the COVID list. I guess he's off since he played and scored last night. So, yes. um, there you go. As did uh, Crosby. He was on there for yeah. about two days. Yeah, so I guess I guess And the fires again. And that is one good thing. It seems the COVID stuff, for the mo- main part, has kind of died down a bit. And the league, it's still there. There's still teams that are dealing with it, but it's definitely not where it was even two weeks ago. So that's a good oh. sign. Uh, and Calgary, as I previewed at the top of the podcast, has new head coach, yes, which I forgot do. they didn't really have a head coach. I'm really completely honest with you. Daryl Sutter. He's back. He's back. For three years, his contract goes to 2022, 2023. Wow. Um, which... We'll see if it's if it's one of those things where if, I think they're right on the cusp of being in the playoffs. Uh, well, let's find out. I think yeah, I was about to go check Danny out. Uh, let's see here. So Calgary, they are in the Canadian division. In Canada. Technically, they're on the cusp. They're twenty-four points. Uh, right, be, right. They're right behind Montreal with twenty-six. Okay. Um, I think it was the last time I looked. I think they might. Uh, Toronto's lead, blowing the division out of the way. 38 points, 18, 5, and 2. Montreal what, has 15, fallen off 7, and point. 1. Montreal I don't think has... we talked about this, but maybe we did. Claude Julian getting canned. Uh, if not, let's bring it up again. Claude Julian did get fired. Uh, you know what? And all, along with uh, Kirk Moore, the the assistant coach. I think we did talk about it, but yeah, we did. Never heard so and they're still, they're still honestly struggling. They're two, four, and four in the last yeah. ten. Um, that people were struggling. high on. <laughs> speaking of struggling, though, Carrie Price was not. is human. Carrie Price is human, folks. Like he's, he's been human. Well, no, I know, but like he, he's been not even close to being a, a machine like he was like this year he's been struggling like crazy and i'm sure he's not getting a lot of help defensively trust me we would know a thing or two about that uh, as philadelphia fans but you get the point um, we do but they also added defensemen to help with that they also added jake allen to also help with you know, jake allen is the, the i mean greatest. They're, they're 10 6 and 6 they're ooh, ooh, ooh. Ready for this? Two, yeah, four, I just, four in their last ten, folks. And just That's, look at the look the goal yikes. for and goals against seventy-one, sixty-five. They're only plus six. And look at Yikes. Toronto and Winnipeg. Winnipeg <laughs> Otto is a minus. Otto is a minus thirty-two. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. I'm, we'll get to them in a little bit when we do their deep dives. Yeah. Um, Flyers but, are plus five. Mm-hmm. Jesus, Vegas is a plus 20. Yikes. Not the most. That would be, that would belong to Tampa Bay, 33. <laughs> Which, again, Stupid no one's good. really, it's not really a surprise, but with Montreal and people thought because, oh, price is going to be. Uh, with Toronto, we're not with Boston. Well, it's not just that with Montre- uh, Montreal, is that, oh, with rest for price, oh, we'll probably do just as well as we did in the playoff and the bubble. And we'll bring all you had all this cap to spend, and you did. Again, I think thought those moves made you marginally better. Not what everyone else was. (laughs) Everyone, everyone, everyone else was like, "It's oh, this team is," which they could still be in the playoffs. Four teams going, they can still make it. There is time. Uh, I'll I'll put it this way: like I was, I was excited for Montreal. I didn't think this was going to steamroll them to the top, but then I was excited for them. Thought, okay, like. Again, you know, get get this historical franchise back in the playoffs. Like it, it, it is nice to see Montreal. And the other, um, in, in actually, the, the better story out of this yeah. is Toronto. Oh, for sure, absolutely. They have the longest Stanley Cup drought now. Yeah. So it, it would be nice to see Toronto not only cruise their way into the playoffs, but <laughs> honestly, just pass the first round. Well, they could. They could because they have to play their division and. Or let's get that point. They could. It's just that next round when they have to play the other divisions. Yeah. That's the issue with this divi- with these division alignments yeah. is you don't really know how good each team is, except for the metro- the East, because those teams are equally as good as the others. And a yes. good team will miss the playoffs. And every other team, it's every other divisions. Eh, they have good teams, but you know the top ones. And yes. After having their COVID stuff and postponements, Tampa Bay and Carolina have, I think, where we thought they were going to be the top of the central. Flyers are ahead of Boston in the standings because of the regulation overtime wins. We're in third Mm -hmm. right now, technically, even though we have the exact same record. Yep. And they have a better overall record in terms of the games we played this year. Head to head. Head to head. That's what I was talking about. Yes. Also, this too, granted, a lot of their games got canceled, but Dallas behind Detroit. They played eight less games than Detroit, which is crazy. Again, Again, a lot of cancellations. Some COVID, um, some weather-related stuff. Yeah, no, that's true. When we talked with Pete Weber uh, two podcasts ago, remember he did say that uh, it was weather-related. You know, technically... Also, and a couple games past their too, series but... against Nashville, I think, got canceled too. Yeah. Uh, wait, so that's that. Um, let's see here. Is it time to go to Ottawa or not yet? I think it is. Okay. So, Ottawa, I think. Let's go to Ottawa. Is not a surprise to me or to you at all. They are absolutely a rebuilder. And I think when. The division realignments came. 17 points. So far, I have been right in the fact that, you know, you knew who's going to be first, Toronto. And you knew who's going to be last, seventh in Ottawa. the division, Ottawa. That, that just seemed that people wanted to throw Montreal in there, but, you know. Um, yeah, so this year, Ottawa is up, has... Ottawa is, they're still rebuilding. Yeah. And that's not even just the rebuilding. <sighs> It's all Ottawa only has just... let's see here six picks this year. Um, 
which is their first, second, third, their sixth or seventh, and then San Jose's second. Mm -hmm. Um, But you would think, based on all the trading they've been doing, that I'm pretty sure that they they had like the most amount of picks between last year and like this upcoming year, you would think. But now it's like almost nothing, which Mm -hmm. is crazy. Uh, they have a good amount of contracts expiring soon. You have Artem Anisimov, four point five five mil. I think you cut him loose. He's not going to help you. Uh, Ryan Dezingle, three point three seven five mil. Uh, he's a UFA. Remember, he came from Carolina in that trade not too long ago. Um, Brady Kachuk, Drake Batherson, both RFA's. Um, obviously, they'll get extended. I think Kachuk. If you're looking to extend Brady Kachuk, what kind of contract do you give him? Uh, three by four. Chris Tierney's contract. See Tierney. Three and a half. All right, three and a half. Three he years. Hasn't, he hasn't. Three years. Uh, he hasn't done enough for me to. Yeah. More, maybe two more. Uh, we'll talk and, about more about Kachuk in a little bit. I think Drake. Yeah, my favorite player. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, rating Cooper. I forgot about that guy. Yeah, uh, him, funny. Mike Riley. They, you know, they're not helping the team anytime soon. Three, they'll save you three point two mil. Eric Branson, this guy is twenty nine. He's jumped around the league a bit. Um, yeah, uh, here, here's the other issue I have. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to play young talent, play Eric Branstrom. They got this kid in the Mark Stone deal to send him to Vegas. This guy's an unbelievable skater as a defenseman, but he can put up some points too. He's on the taxi squad right now. He's 21. I'm just tired of seeing this kid on the taxi squad. Let the kids play. Uh, Derek Stefan. About 11 games. Yeah, I mean, that's great. Same time. 11 games, prefer him to five points. Have a legitimate spot than just taxi squad. Uh, unfortunately, Derek Stefan, he's out for the season. He had a dislocated mm-hmm. shoulder, I believe. Uh, Marcus Hogberg is also on the IR. Uh, remember, uh, in the offseason, the Senators did trade for Matt Murray. So um, that and was believe it or not, uh, Matt Murray again, similar to my opinion of Tristan Jari right now, not great. <laughs> yeah, I, I have my own opinion about Jari uh, that I want to get to when we cover the Flyers Penguins uh, recap. Again, is kind of yeah, I'm not surprised. where he was last, <laughs> no. which is no. crazy because I still think there's some type of upside to him. Again, he won two cups. Yeah, that that's literally the only upside I think. That, and that's why people want. That's why Ottawa went out again. Um, Ottawa, honestly, in my opinion, kind of overpaid for him. Um, looking at it happens. Goalies are actually get all right. They didn't overpay as much as I thought they did. They gave up Jonathan Gruden, who I don't even know who that is, and a 2020 second round pick. I don't know much about him, uh, but they were busy in this all season. Um, I feel like I, f- I honestly feel bad for Ottawa fans. Like I, I did too. They, they, they many, many times in the probably three years, I think the summer that we've been doing these hockey podcasts. Cause we, I think we even now we were right after when they were right on the cusp going to the cup. One goal away. Yeah, and literally from there, it's all gone downhill. Like, and I mean, even in that, even in during that playoff series, because their owner is an asshole. Pierre Dorian isn't the best GM either. Dorian sucks. 
one, and then you're just going to put, you already pissed off your fans. Your stadium is about 20 or so minutes away from actual Ottawa. It, it's no wonder t- your fans are pissed at you because what is the point of rooting for you if the team, not just the, they don't have a problem with the team on ice, it's everything else. Mm-hmm. And because of that, because the owner is cheap, sorry, and the hockey sense is cheap. Every big name contract. So Brady Kachuk, by the time he actually hits RFA and becomes like a name, a, a more well-known, you know, presence around the league of not that he already isn't because he's a Kachuk. So obviously he's going to have that already, but even more so when he gets, you know, further into the league and everything, he may not come mm-hmm. back because yeah. they may not fork over the money. Look at all the people that left in the last couple years in Ottawa. Lots. Lots. Also, um, one positive note for Ottawa, since we're kind of yeah delivering all the negative news, rookie sensation Tim Stutzel. This dude is amazing. He's, he's killing the league right now. Uh, he certainly could be in the running for uh, Calder, uh, Calder Cup winner for uh, Rookie of the Year. He's 19. Uh, he was born in 2001, which is hard to believe. Here he's 14 points in 23 games, five goals, nine assists. Uh, he doesn't mean they can't some... surprise people once because again they've had a bunch of picks. So if they're scouts and everything, and they drafted right enough, then you know we, we shouldn't have this conversation still. Like. With with the right amount of draft picks that they've been drafting the last couple of years, a lot of these guys should be coming up very very soon. Again, Eric Branstrom bringing them up again. They didn't draft him, but they traded for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they got him the the Mark Stall sorry um, Mark Stone deal, and uh, again, he's a very good prospect, basically NHL ready defenseman. Play the guy. Yeah, I mean so. It, it really says, not really says something, but look at the talent. It's not really surprised the big contract, but your biggest contract average annual, at least, is $8 million. And that's Thomas yeah. Tabat's contract, which he, I think sure. is worth that. He's young, he's still a solid defenseman. I don't know when it's time for Chuck to get the C. Um, maybe next year. I, I, don't, I don't think he's captain worthy. I really don't. I don't really he, either. But he, the guy's got to mature. Yeah, I'd probably give it to Chabot first. Uh, I would. I would absolutely prefer Thomas Chabot way, uh, you know, way more than Brady Kachuk. Um, I don't care that he's a Kachuk. Um, you know, Keith Kachuk. He's the freaking man. You know, playing days. He he was a captain for a little while, and and he was you know I think more worthy than you know. Uh, obviously, Matthew or or uh, Brady, you know Matthew Kachuk, he's an alternate, and right now Calgary, I think he's more same with Brady. Brady. Yeah, same with Brady in Ottawa. I think this way. I think Brady, uh, sorry, Matthew Kachuk's more worthy of being an alternate because he actually leads by example. Uh, Brady Kachuk, he's too young; he's got to learn and mature. Now, I'm not saying Matthew Kachuk isn't. He, he's 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 learned he's grown a bit more than his younger brother obviously brady this is what his second third year second in the year. league second, or, or second no. year 
No, second or third, third year. Third year. Third year. Okay, that, that sounds right. Third year in the league. Um, you know, I'm sure Matthew Kuchuk by the time it's it was his he, third year. His in the two league. years has been has been consistent. Yeah, seventy one games both both seasons. Uh, forty five points twenty eighteen nineteen. Forty four points nineteen twenty. He had one less mm-hmm. goal. Twenty one goals to twenty two like previous year. Had the same amount of assists twenty three so far this year in twenty six games. Seventeen points, nine goals, eight assists. Which unfortunately they kind of have to suck it, but I mean, with the amount of talent and more than likely you're going to have, because you're not going to be very great. No, it looks you have a more favorable odds in the lottery. So the next couple drafts, depending on who comes up. Yeah, uh, there's a one guy Ratty who's a uh, high end uh, winger. Um, he, he's this Finnish kid coming up. He, he's again a, another winger that's probably going to be a top pick and. This kid, he, I think he's, I want to say he's a bit smaller than Lafreniere size, but he, he can fly and he has a hell of a shot. So he's he's probably the, the top pick coming up also, let's not for forget, this upcoming draft. Because this team is still outside when you get rid of the guys who are like 30. Uh, Matt Murray, who we just talked thing, about, yeah. is only 26. Yeah. Again, yeah. I, I always bring this up because... That's how he was, and everyone, at least in Boston, really loves to say Tim Thomas because he was the one that won him the cup. He didn't really pan out until later in his career. Even though... And and that's the other thing. Ottawa, they don't really, honestly, uh, have a goalie. I mean, they they have Matt Murray, but... Uh, That was my point. That's going back to Matt Murray, is that maybe he can find his game that he had a couple of seasons back. The issue, obviously, like most things, injuries. Injuries have really plagued them. Yeah. You know, that, that's been huge, unfortunately. And it's played a big, big part in his career. Yes. Um, but speaking about Ottawa, though, uh, I think it, that, at least that's all I have on the deep dive. Uh, I don't know about you. All right. It's Ottawa. So, you know, um, it was. Uh, back in 2004, so 17 years ago today, the Flyers and Ottawa Senators had the infamous brawl on March 5th at the Wachovia Center in Philadelphia. Wachovia it was 419 that? penalty minutes in that single game. 419. Jeff, Jeff, yes. challenge for us. Let's beat it the next time we play NHL. All right, let's go. <laughs> Dude, I, I I would love that. Like, I, we, I, <sighs> the only reason why I said that is because whenever because I, I saw that I, like, I saw that earlier today. That number is like that's a lot. And then I thought to myself today, it's like I feel like I've gotten a lot of those minutes, not like that much, obviously, yeah. But and NHL just because of me, you know, hitting yeah. someone too late, I hit them too oh, hard. Oh, oh. I'll, I'll make it easy Tripping. for you. Here's here's all the penalty minutes that we're giving. They're, they're given. There's a holding. There's tripping. There's slashing, high sticking, a bunch of rough things. Too many men on the ice. So every instigator. That's a lot box. of fighting. That's... A tenant in misconduct. More fighting. More game misconducts. Goalie lead increase. More fighting. More game misconducts. Uh, instigating fighting. That is my favorite part. that NHL has holding added. fighting. Yeah, that that's the gist of it. And the funny thing is, there are one, two, 
three, four, five, six, seven penalties that happen on the same play. Um, there's one, two, three, at 1847. Uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven penalties that happen on the same play. Uh, three. Oh my God! There, there's so many that there's yeah, it's, there's a record. It's going to be a lot. Yeah, it, it's just ridiculous. Uh, but this is something I didn't know. So according to the article, uh, the, the website I found it on icehockey.fandom.com, the brawl was likely to have been initiated because of a previous incident during. Uh, the, the week again, the week prior uh, between Ottawa and the Flyers in Ottawa uh, during the third period, Mark Recchi was following Martin Havlat of the centers when he crossed into the uh, Flyers defensive zone. As it happened, Recchi hooked uh, Havlat. Both of them fell, collided and fell into the boards. When Havlat got up, he apparently sla- uh, you know, slashed or cross-checked um, Recchi in the face. Uh, Havlet was given five minute major for attempting to injure Recky along with the game misconduct. Later, given two game suspension, also forced to give thirty six thousand five hundred eighty five dollars um, as he of his salary as he was already suspended previously for kicking Eric Carnes of the Islanders during a game earlier in the season. Um, revenge was also mentioned after the game by Hitchcock, uh, making the comment, "Quote: Somebody someday someone's going to make him eat his lunch." This is something, in my opinion, the players should take care of, uh, end quote. Recky also mentioned revenge, not specifically from the Flyers, but during an interview with CBC, CBC, he said, quote, it doesn't surprise me from this guy. He's a type of the, uh, he's that type of player. He's done it before. It might not come from our team, but he better protect himself, end quote. So, um, yeah, so, hey, uh, here, here's, some, here's how long ago this was. This was when Tony Amante played for the Flyers. This is when Patrick Sharp played for the Flyers. Sharpie? You mean the intermission Sharpie, guy on NBC The Sports? intermission guy. <laughs> Here's a throwback. Robert Esch. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is how long ago it was. Zidane Chara was a senator. Was he in that fight? And he fought. Did he? He fought. I believe it was Matthias Teamander who fought him. Um, wow. Jason Spezza was a senator. Well, he was, yeah, I mean. Wade Redden was still playing, for those who remember him. Michael Hanzus, for those who remember him. Todd Simpson, Danny Marker, Branko Radovojevich. Rob, Rob freaking Ray was in that fight. Rob Ray. Donald Brashear, he kicked Rob Ray's ass in that fight. It was awesome. Uh, my, my, dad, my dad was saying he, he thinks he was at that game because he used to be season ticket holder. We're still trying to find that ticket. I think he was there. Probably a lost ticket. Hold on. You would know if you were at that game. No, I I, I know I wasn't. I'm saying my dad was. He, my dad was saying he was at that game most likely. I I didn't. I was. I was going to say you would remember if if you were at that game. I was there. I would remember. Yes, it's like it's like trust me. I think we can transition over to the Flyers because I was about to say something. Yeah, going towards the Flyers Penguins. Yeah. Anyway, so so, so that's that's that game. Um, now let's just transition over to the Flyers Penguins because it's similar to that Flyers uh, Penguins brawl, even though it was in Pittsburgh that they had yeah, 2012 that, April first. Yes, that. Whew, that's another Bobby game let, that you would remember that game. Yep. It's, but again. So last night's or yeah, last night. Yeah. 
been a long day. So last night's game me. was it reminded me of two games. One is the obvious one. Yep. Uh, taking it back to 2010 against a similar team, similar color scheme. Uh, same score, same, conference, same time same now. Score, same, uh, same way, didn't go to overtime. Uh, same result, same, same score, result. yep. yep. Different team. Same I, I, mean, I swear though. to God, that's, I said it even before the Flyers had their comeback. Like when they, it was right before they came back. It's like, this game reminds me of 2010 game seven against the Bruins. And I literally thought I was thinking to myself, like at the five minute mark or whatever, not probably even farther, probably like 10 minute, seven minute mark. Yeah. I thought that to myself, how many times like this game really reminds me of I, I'm rewatching a game. This is this. These aren't yeah. the Penguins. These are the Bruins. What am I watching? Yeah. Tuka Rask is in that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, 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 there's timeout. <laughs> There's an early timeout that it's the James Van Riemsdyk was on say, the ice. Claude on the ice. Yes. It was a very different timeout that was said. Laviolette with gum in hand was shouting at the team. Vigneault was a lot one. more calmer. It was pretty much yeah. like, yeah, come on, let's just get one. We got plenty yeah. of time, but calm the yeah, fuck no, down. The, the, the way AV said, I saw it in a quote, he said, we're, so he, I don't think he said like, you know, just breathe. I think he's like, just relax kind of yeah. thing. And, and the boys got to work. Laviolette's like so much. Uh, Mike, that was much <laughs> the different. Difference is just get happened a lot one. quicker. It happened a lot quicker last yeah. night. Yeah, three goals very early. Could have easily been four because they had a a, a power play yeah. shortly after the third one. But after that, the penalty kill, the fires kind of took over. That was it. The other game it reminds me of, and it was actually a game earlier this year, if you remember, it was the first game. I think Pasternak played, or one of the first, the um, first game we got a hat trick against. First, him. yeah, the, the first scored, game where he literally twelve seconds and he scores. Yeah, yeah. Th- that game it reminded me of that game where, uh, unlike the ending of that one, right? But they the just got three quick goals. What's that? And also the Flyers shot themselves in the foot in that game, taking down penalties. Yeah, the Flyers at the beginning of this game shot themselves in the foot. They were just. Some unfortunate bounces, but they I'll, were just I'll put it this way: they really basically took a hand and, grenade and laid it by their feet and yeah. let them blow the, their own feet up. Mm-hmm. That's what it, it felt like to me. Yeah, they were not doing themselves any favors. Mm-mm. It was. I, I did want to. I did want to tweet, but I I held restraint. I okay. was going to say, "Huh, the Flyers are down three nothing earlier in the game. How oh. are Flyers fans going to blame Nolan Patrick?" <laughs> accurate we gotta talk about this people but, fans over the last several weeks and i mean several weeks have been blaming on patrick people well, i even see me saying uh come saying he should be benched yeah no but um that's not happening if you're being honest jeff i think uh philadelphia flan- flans fans before the season flan. starts for any team mike mike my, my, you're my biggest flan um, I think all the fans get together and they say, okay, if we suck this year, there's going to be one punching bag. It's a one person we blame. Who is it? Everyone voted. Noah Patrick. It's, yeah, well, it's no, it's sorry. It's, it was with three people. Noah Patrick, Oscar Lemblom, and uh, Shane Gossenspear. 
Yeah. Oh my God, Ghost. The hate for him this year has been unreal. It, it it's like they took all the hate they had for James and Ramesick and dumped it on these three guys. Yeah. Which he's. I, I bench, I've seen JPR's I've seen less for Lindblom. I, I I'll be honest. Well, I have not seen much for Lindblom. I haven't either, but I just assume people would just because obviously sure. people remember the the uh, cancer and all this. Right. And it's like. But fans in the Philadelphia, especially, are very hard. And if you take any time to get ready, they think, "Oh, this guy sucks. Get him out of here." But yeah. Lemblum actually played great last night too. Yeah, no, he he had a very strong game. Um, um, unfortunately, AV keeps jumbling the lines. I don't even know what the lines are anymore. Oh, by the way, they did this without one of their hottest players currently, Joel Faraby. Yes, Young Beezer. That kid has been unbelievable lately. He, he's been on fire. He honestly, he's been exactly what I think Ron Hextel was hoping he would be when he drafted him uh, a couple years. Believe ago. it or not, Jeff. Even though I don't think he's got points in every game this season, but in 19 games this played this year, he's got 19 points. So pretty much point per game. Already, he he's going to crush his career high in goals, assists, points. He, he's there's been some unbelievable stats tweeted out by did. Jordan Hall. <laughs> well, he already beat go. his goals by two. He's only <laughs> there. You go. He got thirteen assists uh, last year. He's at nine this year. He's already. Uh, yeah. He had twenty-one points last year. Nineteen already this year. Uh, but again, like I said earlier, that game last night, the veterans took over. Couturier was. You, you could see him piss. He broke his stick at one point after the yeah, third goal. Well, uh, and then again, this was because I think. He had uh, caused the, you know, he, yeah, uh, it was him that happened to turn the puck over. Puck over excuse me. Uh, so it's why. a mixture. It was a mixture of that and their yeah. slow start. Um, the right, frustration so just here it is over, already. But. So, rookie Joel Faraby, according to this is what Jordan Hall tweeted out last night eight goals, 52 games last year for obviously rookie year. Sophomore Joel Faraby, nine goals, 19 games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whew, that's Still good. good. I forgot what I was saying. I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> oh yeah, young Beezer. Let's not forget, and I, I always had to bring you into this, Jeff, because no, you. No. I know Brian has his concussions this year oh, too, yeah. but you have yours, and I know you are very vocal with yours and everything. But tell me something. Extremely, yeah. Uh, I know migraine dis- disorders are different. Even though you can make the argument maybe concussions could cause those, but it was a family thing apparently. Anyways. He had a migraine disorder that he was dealing with all last year. So to put it this way for people who don't know. So, you know, when you get that like random migraine every once in a while. So imagine that, but pretty much every day and for the last year, essentially a year plus. And in between that, you've skated here and there, but never really played a full game until January 13th. I think the season started. After you last played in 2018, it is 2021. So, Jeff, do the math for me. I know you are not a math major, but um, would you expect this player to be automatically on fire when he touches the ice? Let me put it bluntly. F no. No. Not even close. He's been a year plus off. So... I'll put it this way, and for those who are interested, I even wrote about it on my uh, way back uh, July, actually, 
July 14th of 2020, the fine line between health and high expectations for Nolan Patrick on Sports Talk Philly. Let me- Check it out online. Again, this is way back in July of last year. Still, it's worth bringing up again. I even mentioned migraines are not to be taken lightly. For those who have never had one, here's what it's like to go through one. You get a little to no energy when you receive a migraine. And when that happens, the only thing that crosses your mind, you want to go to bed, you want to get sleep. Pain in your head could be caused by anything. However, just like Nolan Patrick, just like a lot of hockey players, just like myself personally, which is why I understand the situation so much. And it's a huge situation and you know, um, one for me. The more concussions you have, the easier it is to get one. But if you have a concussion or two, again, as part of the injury history for Patrick or anyone, these migraines occur often. For me personally, I get them daily. I can get them weekly. I, I can't tell you the last week, what, seven days straight, where I've gone without at least two to three migraines, at least. I can't even tell you the last time in, in a week in general where I've had no migraines. It happens that often for someone who's had concussions. Um, the pain in your head, again, or, and, or, sorry, going back to the migraine disorder, it can put someone through, again, the weekly migraines, let, uh, let alone multiple migraines throughout the same week, let alone the same day. I can't tell you how many times that I've had two migraines in the same day. One, like, once I get one migraine, sometimes it goes away, comes back hours later, comes back the very next day. You never know. Um, besides fatigue, Fatigue, uh, it could be sensitivity to noise, sensitivity to lights, a pulsating or pounding pain to the head. Um, if they're that bad, you could get sick. You could literally vomit if the migraines are that severe. That used to happen with me when I was younger because they were that severe. Um, and so I haven't had migraines. Pe- I, I'm sure you yeah. probably have this too where it's like you're hungry, but you're not. Like you're hungry, yeah. but you're like, I can't eat this right now. I feel like such shit. I can't eat this. Literally, no, no matter what you do, like you, you got it. You can't figure out what the hell. Mm. It, like, oh, you I want, just like, remembered. I have a story. <laughs> write it down. Write it down. I, I'm not going to tell you more. You got to write no, it down. No, 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 no. I, I got it. I got it. Uh, all right. All right. I Don't pull Brian. I'm not. Anyway, so for those who are calling Nolan Patrick soft, those who are telling him he sucks at hockey. So I don't want to cut you off. You guys are absolute freaking morons. Go, yeah. you know, experience try experiencing a migraine for yourself. Come back and let me know personally what it's like to go through living hell day in, day out. Go through what this guy has been going through for the past year, year and a half, and then I'll hear from you all with open ears. Other than that, you can't say shit. You need to learn more about what it's like to go through this living hell and then some. So I don't want to hear people complain, oh, you know, he's a bust. No, he's not a bust. He hasn't had that much time to play a lot of games because of his health. Yeah, I get it. that's concerning a bit for sure. Trust me, we knew it's, that it's coming concerning. in. You know, we, we, again, we knew that coming in. But again, Ron Hextall had that much faith, faith in this young player to still want to draft him at second overall. Obviously, he's got great hindsight. He really he, does, and he, it shows. Charlie O'Connor, Out. the Athletic, made note of it uh, a couple of games ago. Ago, saying the skill set is really there. Just pay close attention. It's there. I think it's for him. It's just trying to get that confidence going. Exactly. And, and again, and you saw I'll at say, times he played with tremendous confidence. Oh, and I'll say this too, because everyone was like, "Oh, he and yeah, he's only got five points in twenty games this year." And yeah, twenty games, maybe he should start getting a better grasp of or start playing better. And 
Yeah, he sh- probably should, but I think for him to succeed, you have to put him with good line mates that can help. I agree. Not just him drive a line, but they can also help him drive that line too. Um, yeah. And I actually thought they did That line didn't look great, but they were causing they didn't look terrible. trouble last night yeah, with the they, Flyers forechecking. Yo, and by the way, Nolan Patrick, he rocked Mark Freeman on the ice. He did one time accidentally because Mark Freeman was trying to hit him. Yeah. And that was the one that yeah. knocked him out of the game. <laughs> yeah. So sorry for eats. But um, yeah. here's my final thought about Nolan Patrick, though. Obviously, he's a natural competitor. He has extremely high expectations for himself. And that's that's another the fans thing of Philadelphia say. are known for being harder on their players if they don't live up to the hype. Obviously, these fans will always support and love their team no matter what, but Guys, by the end of the day, what matters most is the health of this 21, 22-year-old hockey player. You can't – don't – I get it, you want this team to win a cup. you got to think health over hockey. That's what it comes down to by the end of the day. I love hockey more than anything, but – and, again, just sports in general. But at a certain point in time, you got to know when enough is enough. Again, for a player like Kyle Ocoso, he's had six, seven, eight known concussions. He's he's written about his horrible stories and moments in life, and that is on um, playerstribune.com. You can check that out there. I would highly recommend it. It's a fantastic. It's a scary read, but you know it's an incredible one just to check that out. But, again, he's still playing the league. I don't get it. Players, I get it. They love the game. They are afraid to walk away, but – is it really risk losing your career almost and potentially if it gets that bad, your life for a simple game of hockey, it's not worth it. So again, these guys have to be, you know, making this very, very tough decision. So uh, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just got one last thing about Patrick, then I can move on to my story. Yep, Go for it. Um, I think the points will eventually come and, and those, it was only for like two games, I think, in that Buffalo series, and that last there's three. Sorry, math is really hard. Counting is hard. Um, and that Rangers game when they put Patrick on the wing with Drew and Hayes, I believe it was, the all centers line. Um, mm-hmm. And he actually looked good there. I thought he looked great. Not that I think he should play wing, but I think as a way to get his confidence going. And I think it did. Again, and you one play thing wing, that I think is I think is huge is. He's not afraid to get to the dirty areas. He's not afraid to get physical. Yeah, I agree. Uh, no, he, he looked great, though, uh, on the wing especially. And again, I'm fine with that. And that's a, that obviously becomes easier because as a center, you're taking on more responsibility than you are playing on the wing. So for him, he could just yeah. focus on kind of playing well and stuff like that instead of just kind of everything in general because that's the issue centers have is not just their, the center of the ice, but just essentially – kind of a good amount of everything going on. They kind of have to be on their game for it. I agree. Um, Uh, All right. So let's kind of slowly but surely wrap things up here. We got a couple more things to talk about, though. Um, I want to hear I was going to say I I was going to say, I mean, just just talking about the Flyers real quick about their game against Pittsburgh. Oh, yes. If we're Uh, we're talking about that. I thought we already kind of (laughs) did. All right. That's fair then. Uh, Never mind. We can just kind of Move yeah, on. I was just going to um, do this story, then we can kind of get off. That's fine um, with me. <laughs> Even better. Uh, last but not least, then. Uh, so I'm actually going to start uh, this head. first with, uh, so Sunday, Philadelphia is allowing fans into the arena. 
Would you yep. go to a game or no? Not until right. I'm vaccinated. Okay. Not until I'm vaccinated. See, I if I'm not vaccinated, unfortunately, as much as I love hockey, uh, or just again Philadelphia sports, I would not go to a game. See, I even if I was same, back in PA, I, I wouldn't go to a game. On that same th- thinking, but also at the same time, like I kind of want to go to. I kind of would want to go just one experience, and I like Flyers yeah. hockey. And even Mitch has said he would want to go about to how up close and other, get, this is just kind of nostalgia reasons for us. For me, mm-hmm. we went to the last game that had Flyers fans. For some yeah. reason, I want to be the, there again when fans, the first game when fans are back. I don't, that, uh, that would be, that's on cool. Sunday. So I don't think it's going to happen. And there's a pool. All right. You still got time to get tickets. I do. But like, there's just that little thing. Cause it was a year ago, just about next week, which one we started our under in five days to be exact a year ago in, in, in five years. Uh, sorry. Five days ago. Wow. Oh my God. <sighs> in five days from now, but <laughs> one year ago, we were at the last flyers game in person. And the day um, after with actual fans. And we introduced after, you to Brian Appleby. <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, but you know, that's, that's actually, that's something we got to talk about. It's going to yeah, be it one year for the underachievers podcast. Tuesday, that, yep. That's hard to believe. But so I don't know if I was thinking about this or what. So I had a dream last night that I was at the Flyers game and Kevin Hayes was like throwing pucks up to people that were there okay. fans. Um, and every time, cause he wasn't trying to get it, give them to me cause there was a bunch of people around me, but every time I wouldn't get one cause it was either be too short or be over my head. I would never get one. I was really pissed. I was really pissed. I love it. Oh, that's that, that, was it. that was the whole dream. He just, oh, okay. I, I, I went to a fly. I, guess, I, went, to I, I went to the flyers game. I went to the flyers game. That I went to that first Flyers game that had fans and Hayes was Kevin Hayes people. kept trying to throw you pucks, but you were yeah. too short. Or, yeah. Hey. Oh goodness. <laughs> um, but so yeah, funny. that was the whole thing. It's like, oh, that, that's I, uh, weird. Damn, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I was expecting like a little bit more. I thought there's like gonna be more of that. So I was like, no, okay, that, can, that's pretty can, much uh, it. Damn. I just never got a puck, um, but he was just giving a yeah. bunch pucks. Yeah, no, I I have missed the warm up times like yeah, in the stands and everything. Uh, my my dad and I we always have a certain spot we like to go to towards the Flyers end, and mm-hmm. there, uh, we we go a couple rows back. And um, there there's been a couple times where, where we've gotten bucks. There's one one of my uh, my personal favorite times. I mean, not the not my favorite player. I'm, I'm I know you're going to crack a joke that he is one of my favorite players, but Tom Wilson. Um, huh? Tom Wilson. No, on the Flyers. Oh, oh, sorry. Anyway, so uh, my dad and I, Dan Crisillo. No. All right. Second. Anyway, I'm gonna already just end the scene right now. I don't care. <laughs> so anyway, uh, my dad and I we were at the end of the Flyers warmups, and oh. you know, there's a couple mm-hmm. uh, players still on the ice, and um, as players were coming off the ice, you know, I was cheering for the boys and everything, and and and. Of all players, uh, Luke Shen and I, we, you know, we, we made eye contact, and you know, I was, I was cheering for him. This is this is actually a really cool moment. So, uh, you know, I was cheering for them, and you know, and even for Luke Shen, I still showed my support. I know, I know, but 
um, as he's coming off the ice, fans were fist bumping him and had their hands out for, for a puck. He had his hand in a fist like this, fist bump, fist bump. I, I go just for a fist bump, and he turns his glove around and opens up his mitt, and there's the puck. And my dad actually grabbed the picture. All you see is, unfortunately, my arm, but you still see Luke Shen handing me a puck in the stands. It, it was really cool, though. And you give him shit. Hey, hey, hey. You guys had a moment. Apologize to your favorite flyer. <laughs> Luke Shen, I appreciate you giving me a puck all those years ago. I'm sorry for all the shit I gave you. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to continue still giving you shit. <laughs> I tried <sighs> Luke. I-